The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, that was a clunker. The Royals lose 11-3 at the hands of Oakland in game two of the four-game set, but there's plenty of good news. It's Davo here on your dish, clubhouse conversation where we have zero worries about the Royals right now, unlike many of the fans around me in the stands tonight. Come on, guys, get a grip. It's not the NFL. They play 162. These games happen plenty. The Royals have won 16-20 still. Their eight-game winning streak is snapped as they took it on the chin tonight, pun intended. But, yeah, some good things, four in particular. Number one, Detroit lost, which helps KC remain in first place. And every day Detroit loses and continues to struggle is good news for the Royals. As we keep talking about, coming into this homestand, we were hoping to stay within three to four games of Detroit. Well, the Royals are going to be better than that. They're currently a half game in first. The worst they could possibly be is a game and a half back come Thursday evening. So if the Royals split the next two, you figure Detroit probably does as well. The Royals probably leave town a half game up, no worse than a half game behind. So, and, and every time Detroit loses, obviously, or you know, it's not rocket science, but let's just you know, let's talk about it here. Every time they lose, it becomes a little more believable, a little more in the Royals' favor that they can win this division. Which again, a month ago, nobody in their right mind thought was possible. I know Ned Yost says he thought it was possible, but I don't think anybody saw the Royals winning 16 out of 20. And even if they did, it would take Detroit losing about that many for the Royals to get back in it. And both things have happened. So I don't think anybody saw both things happening. They have. The Royals have a great chance with every Detroit loss. It's looking more and more like 90 wins will get it done in the AL Central for the Royals or Tigers. I would say 90 gets the job done and probably 88 89 tops gets you that second wild card. Now, second thing that was great today was the Royals were able to push across three runs against John Lester in six innings. Now, I understand they still lost the game. Three runs in six innings is nothing maybe to call home about. But, I mean, the thing is, John Lester is their biggest nemesis. So you take that all day. We'll talk more about that a bit later and what that means. Third, Josh Willingham got an extra base hit in his first Royals at bat, the first Royals pitch. Good to see that immediately. And fourth, Maybe most importantly, besides Detroit losing, is the fact that the bullpen is fresh for tomorrow minus Chen. And honestly, that's what we need to focus on for the most part is tomorrow. We'll talk about that more here in a minute because there's just not too much to say about tonight. Other than the fact that you're going to have these games, these complete blowouts, you'll probably have them 20 times a year. Maybe not by this many runs, but you know, you get blown out. You're not a part of 20 to 30 games a year. So no big deal for the Royals. They were able to keep their bullpen fresh for tomorrow. Nobody got injured. Detroit lost. They're still in first place. And I, I just like the way the Royals battled tonight offensively against an opposing starter. We've seen a lot of that in recent days against John Lester. I thought they did a nice job against him tonight. What, they had him at 99 pitches after six, got him out of the game, got three runs off of him, all earned. And he, I mean, he's their biggest nemesis, their biggest franchise nemesis. And I think this does wonders for the future psyche of the Royals. You might you might laugh and say, well, it has nothing to do with anything. We're not going to see him again until October. Well, that's true. But if the Royals do make the playoffs, there's at least a 50-50 chance they'll see John Lester. If you're the wild card and you win that game, you're playing Oakland. And if you're the AL Central winners and you defeat Baltimore, which I think the Royals can do, you'll play Oakland. So there's a good chance the Royals will see John Lester again. I would say a 50-50 chance they see him again here in 2014. And just the fact that you were able to last time you, you, you faced him, you know, get him out after six innings, get three runs off of him, that's good. I mean, that's progress. And I know maybe it's a reach, but I don't think it is. I think it's a good sign 
for the Royals that they were able to. I mean, because because think about it. If, if they have a, a game pitch like last night or if Guthrie throws like he did the last Friday start against Sonny Gray in Oakland, the Royals probably win this game tonight. If the Royals have their customary night on the hill, they, they have a good chance of winning this game. You get three and six against Leicester, the whole game changes. You're not pulling out guys in the eighth and ninth. You're not pitching Bruce Chan. You're not, letting, you're not waving the white flag. I mean, just, just saying. In the playoffs, if the Royals face John Lester, who in their right mind would not take three runs in six innings? Everyone would take that because if you have James Shields going up against him or Ventura or Duffy, you like your odds if you get three runs in six innings against Lester. So that's good. Now, with that said, just one Royal had two hits. They didn't club him tonight or anything, but Noriaoki was able to get a couple of hits. Also made a spectacular catch up against the right field fence, right center field fence, late in the game. And other than that, though, the Royals weren't great defensively tonight. But I mean, they weren't awful. But there was an error from the normally sure-handed Alcides Escobar and a completely airmailed throw from Lorenzo Cain trying to throw a runner at home plate from center field. The ball ended up against the screen. Runner was going to second, I guess, according to the official score of the whole way. So it was a double either way. So no error on Cain, which is good. You know, maybe a hometown scoring on that one, I think. But we'll take it. Just not the Royals' night, and it was you know starting early with Jeremy Guthrie. He didn't have it tonight. Roughed up for six runs, 11 hits, and four and two-thirds. Yikes. Six runs and 11 hits and four and two-thirds, although only four of those were earned. So technically it's four runs, 11 hits, and four and two-thirds. Of course, either way, Jeremy's not going to be happy with it because the Royals lost the game. That's all he cares about. Guthrie struck out four, walked none. I kind of do disagree with what Nedio said. Nedio said only two balls were hit tonight. I think that's exaggerating a little bit. I wouldn't. I don't think we should try to minimize the fact that Guthrie just didn't have it tonight. Oakland's a good hitting team, and they hit him hard. It's fine. He got him last time. They got him tonight. It happens. Oakland leads the league and runs for a reason. I mean, they hit a, they hit quite a few balls hard to me. Now, maybe four or five of those were seeing eye singles, but there were still a number of fairly well-struck balls with nobody near them. So, you know, I appreciate Ned stepping up for his guy, but maybe a little bit of an over-exaggeration there. But otherwise, you know, Jeremy Guthrie it was probably due for a bad start after shutting down Oakland last time. His last two starts have been awesome. He's been better in recent starts. No big deal. Bruce Chen came in and, once again, pun intended, took it on the chin. I'm very proud of that one, by the way. I thought of that one tonight. Thank you. Appreciate that. Four innings for Bruce Chen. Took one for the team. He wore this one. Five runs on nine hits. Two home runs. Chen, he now has a 6-5-6 ERA, and it's hard to imagine him pitching in any games from here on out that are still in question. You know, hard to imagine him even on the playoff roster if the Royals make the playoffs. You know, Jeremy Guthrie becomes your long man in that situation, most likely. So hard to believe, you know, that we'll see him too many more times this year. But yeah. I mean, Chen didn't have it tonight. Just just a rough night overall. You know, at least Chen was able to take it for the team, get it through the game. Save the bullpen. The Royals have a completely fresh bullpen outside of Chen for tomorrow. And you've got Vargas and Shields going the next two days. So Jason Vargas will make his third start back from his appendix. You would think he probably doesn't have much of a pitch limit on him, maybe 105. But Jeremy, or excuse me, uh, Jason Vargas ought to be pretty close. You would think 100% physically as of tomorrow. So I expect a better start than we saw from him last time. Well, of course, he had the four perfect innings against Oakland and Leicester on that Saturday, and then with the help of some shoddy defense, was kind of lit up in that fifth inning. I expect a better outing tomorrow from Jason Vargas, and I think he'll be at more full strength. He's had some time now. He'll be facing Scott Casimir. So let's preview that game. You got that tomorrow. You got Shields and Samarja coming up on Thursday. Obviously, both tough matchups. But I still feel like both games are close to a coin flip. Oakland has the advantage tomorrow. I really think Thursday is a straight coin flip. The Royals need to get one of these next two to have a great homestand. You win, you win one of the next two, you're 5-2 and two in the homestand. 
You're leaving town 10 over 500, probably a half game in first place, at worst a half game out, and you've won the season series with Oakland if you split the next two. That is awesome. I think the Royals bounce back. I think they'll be able to push some runs across against Kazmir tomorrow. You'd really like to win tomorrow. My question for you is who catches tomorrow? Because you would think they might go with Salvi and James Shields on Thursday. I could see an Eric Kratz siding tomorrow night behind the dish catching Jason Vargas against Scott Kazmir. We'll see what Ned Yost decides to do tomorrow. Of course, Willingham will be back in there. I would assume all the regulars. Maybe we see a Christian Cologne siding. I don't know. But excited to see what happens these next couple. I mean, again, even if the Royals lose the next two, don't panic. They still leave town 8 over 500. They're at worst a game and a half out of first, and the schedule becomes very favorable starting on Friday. I don't think they will lose the next two. You really do want to win one of the next two. You don't want to kind of lose that that really good feeling by losing three in a row. And even if you lose three in a row, you still have a good home stand. You've been one of the next two, though. You had a great home stand. So let's hope the Royals can do that. We'll talk to you again tomorrow night after the game right here on Clubhouse Conversation. Go Royals!